0: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky.
1: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three time, 20 year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a professional speaker, and I just finished a very busy month of October speaking at some breast cancer survivor events, including uh, my first first time doing stand-up comedy (laughs) down in the L.A. area. I am also the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life.
2: And I'm Sharon Hennepin, a 23-year survivor. I'm also the certified life coach and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. We have been crazy busy with the month of October, as you can well imagine. We just finished last night our big open house. And it was we, so
1: much fun. It
2: was. <laughs> it was a great event. And I'm heading out just as soon as we get done with our radio show to a wonderful retreat this weekend. I'm giving a by that same name thriving beyond cancer so I'm excited so being the co-founders of breast friends we are a busy group that's for sure (laughs)
1: That's for sure
2: one of the one of the things that we're talking about today and it's a probably the most frightening part of going through a cancer therapy especially if you go through the chemotherapy is the hair loss and today we will cover that in detail
1: And we do have a really special guest with us today, it's Amy Gibson. Amy is the voice of women's hair loss, she is an author, a nationally recognized speaker, an Emmy-nominated soap opera star, a hair loss consultant, a wig expert, a very beautiful lady and she also knows our pain of hair loss, but her story is a little different than ours. Her started at the age of 13, and we're going to hear about that. So welcome, Amy. We're so glad to have you here today. Hi, guys. Boy, <laughs> can I just play that intro back when I'm having a bad day? Thank
3: you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, first
3: of all, I have to tell you guys, I, I'm, I must apologize. I'm on a cell phone. I'm parked off of Hollywood Boulevard in the middle of the crazy part of Hollywood. I'm at a seminar. So I got in the car. I'm in some alleyway. This is the most hysterical thing in like a loading dock. So... We're
1: gonna go for it, and I appreciate <laughs> you hanging in there. So, if we hear any big trucks backing up with that beep, beep, beep sound, <laughs> we'll, we'll pause for a minute. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll okay. know we'll know what's going on. So that's good. Okay. Awesome.
1: <laughs> well, awesome. Amy, t- you know you're an Emmy award uh, or Emmy nominee for your soap opera activities, and I know our audience is probably really excited to hear about your story. Can you tell us about you know the shows you've been on and? what your Emmy was yeah. for, and all yeah. of that.
4: Well,
1: I did 20 years of daytime television, starting out at 13 and a half on Love of Life, and then
3: went through many years, and then went to Young and the Restless, and General Hospital, and a lot of shows like Vegas, and all those nighttime shows, before I found what I feel is my calling after losing my hair from alopecia, which is an immune disorder. Uh, but now it's kind of related to everything having to do with hair loss. And I lost the topical part of my hair, Started losing it at 13 and a half, took some oh. cortisone shots that still used to stay, by the way, and was able to get the hair back but not prevent more hair loss. So at 30, after I finished General Hospital, my, my last soap opera, I had decided that um, this was probably not what I wanted to do. And actually, my real expertise is cancer hair loss. And in my book that just came out, and got congratulations to both of you because now you know what I've gone through. <laughs> so I did, the book has been amazing, and it's been out. It's called Sex, Wigs, and Whispers, Sex, uh, Love and Life with Hair Loss. But what I really love about my cancer patients and what I honor in both of you is that I refer to them as my heroes. So mm. the women who are going through hair loss and alopecia have one journey, right? They're not facing yeah. no mortality. They don't have to keep a smile to their loved ones while making some serious choices and doing whatever it's going to take to stay here and still walk out knowing that they're losing the one thing that represents their femininity, that really I have many, many, many clients who have said to me, you know what, I, I, I'm just not going to go to chemo. I, I'm not going to do any of this. And they come back to me a year later at a different stage, of course, of cancer. So yeah, they're I, my heroes because they have to still walk around and move through their day with so many more challenges. So I honor both of you in the journey that you've had.
4: Mm-hmm. But a woman that's
3: going through hair loss, period, with cancer hair loss especially, it is truly, I think, other than the diagnosis itself, has to be the most frightening. I just recently created the first cancer hair care center for CancerConnect.com, and I interviewed Joan London for the magazine. And um, Women Women uh, Magazine is an amazing magazine for cancer patients, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. it has a pretty wide distribution, and one of the things Joan said to me, which I found just so blatantly authentic, was I said, so tell me, when you first got your diagnosis, what was the very first thing that went through your mind? She said, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my hair.
1: Yeah.
3: It's true. It's true. You, lose my hair.
1: Right? I think yeah. it would be all the life and death stuff, and, and that, that's certainly a big part of it, but the hair loss is... You know, I have to just share with you, when when I went through my hair loss, I was at a restaurant one day, and I was walking through with my little tray. I was meeting some friends for lunch, and these two, I had a scarf, you know, around my head, and of course, that always says cancer, so I put a hat over the scarf trying to hide it all, and as I was walking past these two women sitting at the table, one of them nudged her friend, looked over at me, and they both looked up at me, and she said out loud, loud enough for me to hear, she goes, oh, that poor thing, I'll bet she's got cancer, and I gotta I gotta tell you, Amy, being that poor thing was just not part of my repertoire. you know well, That's not know, who I, I am. And I, I didn't have the courage to say anything then, but I think if it happened now, I would probably say, "You know what? ladies, I, I appreciate your concern, but I am not a poor thing. And thank you, you know, thank you. It's, it's just right. part of what happens. And you know, and the difference between what you're going through and what you know what we went through is ours came back. You know, and I right. can't even imagine. And, and I really want to get to where we can hear about that part of your story. Okay. Um, you know what sure. it's like to to go through all of that, knowing it's not going to come back. But before we do, before we get to that part, um, you know, I know that you've also done a lot of of things like with Fox Nightly News, and so I mean, you've got a career in 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 all of this, and in the spend, limelight
2: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> in
1: the limelight, and you're doing all of this since age 13 without having hair. And I, I know that had to be incredibly well, difficult.
3: Wait a minute. That's not correct.
1: Because okay. I, I kept my hair with those cortisone shots, even though it was thinning. Oh, so, okay. So you know, denial is a wonderful thing,
3: right? Denial is okay. And so I would get some hair back, and then there'd be another bald spot. But the main thing why I wrote the book is because I told somebody lies to get me through the day. That really okay. helped
2: me.
0: But
3: there, yeah. you know, until you're ready, I don't know if you caught entertainment tonight last week or the week before. I did Debbie Rowe, Michael Jackson's ex-wife and mother of his two kids. I, I She's going through breast cancer. She came out about it. And I did this incredible week for her. And she was sitting at lunch. And some, these two girls were staring at her. And in the interview, she says, I looked over and said, okay, so I had cancer. And, and they wow. felt like idiots. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. in the limelight, I mean, I, gave, I give her a lot of credit for coming forth. And yeah. I seen a lot of celebrities, but I've got to tell you, my heart is with the women that I work with at Cedar sinai by the bedside. I've been doing this for 16 years with cancer and alopecia patients. But when I was going through my hair loss, you know, you can be in denial and go, well, you know, the shots are working. And even though my hair is a little thinner than what it was, I'm still getting through the day until, until I went for a session of shots. It had been two years. I'd gotten off Young and the Restless. And the producers wrote me in to General Hospital to a very interesting role with one with, with uh, it was an undercover detective, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it had been about seven or eight weeks before filming. I hadn't had any shots or replaced my hair in about a year and a half. They were expensive. I didn't have insurance. I wasn't working. And they gave me too much trinopinone. And I went into kind of this weird reaction. And I realized my wow. body just couldn't handle any more cortisone. And I stopped mm-hmm. and lost all my hair in three weeks. Now, oh. when a cancer patient loses it, though, what's hard about that is it starts coming out in clumps. And we're going to go yeah. through the hair loss process towards the end of this segment, which I want to mm-hmm. cover ext- you know, distinctly because that's the scariest thing. And if you know you can get through it more easily, you're going to get through this process. So mm-hmm. when it fell out, I went into a nervous breakdown, like a mini nervous breakdown. So when my clients come to me and they go, well, you have no idea how I feel. I say, excuse me. I take up my wig and I said, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> I am where you are. I still I am where that. you are. When I was writing my book, I ended up going into the next stage of alopecia where I lost all my body hair, my eyelashes, my eyebrows, and that brought me right back to when I first lost my hair. So I am right here with you. But here's the difference. With your hair, it's going to come back. It may not come back the same way, It's going to come back and take some time to get back to you again. But the truth is that you can find things now that were never available when I first lost my hair. I mean, createdhair.com is a company that I created. And we do online. I do in-studio wigs at my studio in Westwood. But now there's such fabulous alternatives that women don't have to be as fearful. But I didn't know that then. So I was wearing these thick wigs and I had no one to show me. And it was a horrible journey going through this alone. You know, And when mm-hmm. People Magazine covered me, they went to every single person I worked with in television and no one ever knew I wore wigs. There's only two people that knew. The producer that wrote me in for the role that we changed on General Hospital to one with seven different dialects and seven different looks to utilize the wigs and the makeup and hair people that they would never say a word they never did. No one wow. else knew. So mm-hmm. it's about getting through the day and knowing the tools. If you have the tools, if you know the little tips and tricks, it's not so overwhelming. Concentrate on your, let me,
1: let me do what I gotta do and you focus on your healing. That's the right. main thing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Makes, you know, I wanna
1: sh- I wanna share a little quick story with you. When I was yeah. when I went through my hair loss or when I went through my second battle with cancer, I had just been invited to speak at the at a Coman Survivor Luncheon here in Portland. And the theme was thriving after cancer. And then and I said, Yes, I would love to speak twelve hundred people, why not? Sounds like fun. And then all of a sudden I got diagnosed with cancer. And um, oh, wow. I, I, and I was worried they would find out. And then they wouldn't let me speak because the theme wouldn't match what I was going through right now. So I didn't tell anybody either. And but I came up with this idea. And I was telling my husband, I said, you know, the good news is if my hair falls out again this time, I'll put a wig on, make it look like my hair. And then when I'm up on the stage, I'll say something like, you know, when life, you think, of, you know, you don't want you want to wait until life is perfect, and so don't do that because about the time you think it's all perfect, life throws you a curveball, and then I'm going to pull off my wig. And. <laughs> And he and he says to me, he goes, Well, that's really inspiring. But what if your hair doesn't fall out? I said, Then I'll shave it, because I got really <laughs> excited about this idea. Oh my god. Well it, god, it did fall so out. It, it did fall out. And I did pull off my wig in the middle of this oh twelve hundred person god. audience. And they all started I mean, I, I you could hear this hear gasp, you know. It. Yeah, oh you could hear god, it and feel crazy. it. And and it was pretty cool, you know. And I'm not saying that to boast about it all, but it is, you know, how we accept this, you know, is Something that we decide how we accept this, and and to your point, it does come back. So, you know, well, at least for most about of us, our
3: perception. I think it's about our perception. Yeah. I think
1: it's the it's
3: two things. It's one when you change your perception of something, you change your reality and the environment which you live in that reality, right? And the second mm-hmm. thing is that the way you present the information to somebody is the way they're going to accept it. So if you say to somebody, "Oh my God, like oh I'm losing my hair, like I have this terrible thing." <laughs> They're going to freak yeah. out, especially men. Yeah. But if you yeah. if you approach it differently, then the person that you're telling it to is able to be calm along with you or sympathetic or supportive. Mm-hmm. And I have Amy's wig Workshop, which I take to cancer centers all over the place. And I take somebody, a group of people, it could be 20, I've spoken to 300, and you take them through this cancer hair loss process and everything they need to know with wigs and everything they need to understand so that when they're going through this, guess what? It's more fun now. I say to women, so let me ask you something. Like, do you like your hair? And they'll go, well, it's all right. I go, so why do you want, like, all right again? Like, why don't we be a diva? Why don't we do a little bit better than what we've had? How great <laughs> I love is that? that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just change your perception on this entire experience of the hair loss process. Instead, number one, your hair is going to come back healthier. Okay. Number two, there's going to be baby hair again. You haven't dyed it, it's not going to be right. stripped and, and, and permed and blown dry for the last 25 years. And right. now we can be any style we want to be. If you've had to straighten your hair every day, girlfriend, let's just get your wig that's straight. And, boy, you can just be out of the house in five minutes looking fast. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. it's a different type of way you approach it. And with my cancer plans, I was seeing somebody the other day, and I walked into the hospital. I love this woman, Linda. Uh, she's just a courageous, like you, third-time person. And I said, all right, get up, let's go. We're going to dance. And she goes, "Amy, I can't get out of bed. I said, no, 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 come on. i got to make you get up. Come on, come on, come on, get up. So she gets up, and, and I brought her this wig. Now, I had found a picture of her from her husband where she looked about 10 years ago. I don't believe that's the way to do it. I'd like making you a little bit better than the way you look now, so not everybody's going to know you're wearing a wig. right? So All I right. said, so, I found this incredible picture that I, that I blew up from 9 to 11. You know, it's, it's a 9 by 11 shot. What do you think of this? She goes, oh, my God, would I give anything to look like that again? I said, you and me both, but let me go halfway with you with a wig at least. (laughs) So there are things you can do is the main thing. And when I was going through television, the most difficult thing about being in this industry is that you are judged on how you look. I've always had a weight issue. It goes up, it goes down. I've always been 10 pounds over. Always. I'm Jewish with with Jewish thighs and a Jewish butt, and that's just who I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? But going to an audition with girls that were perfect size, with VO5 commercial type hair, was really difficult. And I had already realized that soaps were no longer my thing. I knew it wasn't my path. And so I did not expect to go into this business. I had had a very bad bad back issue and was bedridden for over a year with a 50% chance of ever walking again right after I'd gotten through working on soaps. And I, oh I couldn't, my, my lower extremities, I, I mean, I had to be bathed and put back in a bed. I literally couldn't move. Oh, and I kept man. asking, okay, wow. God, what do you want from me? What am I supposed to do here? I can't move. Yet I keep on getting these phone calls from all my girls at the hair support groups going, aim, I've got to get this wig or got to have this date. How am I going to do that if it reaches behind my neck? Or God, i of got to wash this wig. And you know what? I want to get one that's going to look like me. How do I do that? And I, I got so busy. That everything I was trying to do, which I was producing at the time, kept falling through. But the left side of me, these phone calls kept coming. And I thought, geez, maybe I should charge $15 a phone call. So I started (laughs) started charging $50 a phone call, $15. When I could walk again, which took a little over a year, I started selling wigs out of the trunk of my car. And going to all these hair loss centers and oncology doctors. And I would walk in saying, you know, does anybody want a wig? They go, oh, yeah, can we see what you have? And I put about $50 profit on it by time. And I was selling 50 miles away. And then it got so busy, I moved into my house. And then it got so busy, I built a studio. And it's been like a very long road to get where I am right now. And I still wow. am coming out with more products. And it's still a struggle, just like any other woman. I cry with almost every woman that walks on my door. Come on, let's go through it together, girl. So yeah. wow. the, main thing, the main thing is to understand is cancer clients, women going through this process, had so much information there on information overload this for any woman that's going to a hair shop for any for any retailer that's listening to this you've got to make this part of their journey simple really yeah, simple i call it sure. simple stupid here's your color let's look at styles great we're on the way let me make it comfortable for you that's it you don't want to know and feel like you're wearing a wig eight hours a day
1: it's got to be comfortable yeah. and there's
3: a real art to making it yeah. that way
1: that's really true. You know what, Amy? Amy, I need to kind of cut you off because we sure. have to go out to a break. But we'll pick this up on the other side, and then also when we come back, we'd really love to hear about some of your advocacy work that you're doing too. So, so we will pick this up. So in the meantime, um, we do would love to have you guys stay tuned in with us and we do need to mention however one thing before we go out for break is that on our show we've spent a lot of time talking about palliative care and how important it is as part of the patient's total care package and did you know that regents health plans offers the most comprehensive palliative care benefits providing an added layer of support when you and your family need it most so stay with us we'll be back in a minute
4: a fresh look at today's health voice america health and wellness Every day, you hear
1: so
3: much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness Today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today.
4: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about hair loss with our guest, television star, Amy Gibson. Becky, you had a, a question when we were on break. So why don't you do that before we go into our advocacy
1: work? I'd be happy to. Um, So, Amy, let me ask you this question because I'm sure you've dealt with this, but um, when a cancer patient loses their hair, it often happens so quickly that our nerve endings are just raw. And I'd gone out and bought my first wig on my way home from my first chemo treatment because they said my hair would be gone by the next appointment, and it was. Um, It all fell out pretty much at once. But um, when I went to put my wig on my bald head, it hurt, and it was it was weeks before I could really actually wear the wig with comfort. Are there any solutions to that? Or do you have any experience around that yourself?
3: Absolutely. Um, It's one of the most common problems. Number one. So I do a few things and they're going to have to test this because each person is individual. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah. You're cutting out a little bit. Okay. How's that? Is that better? Oh, much better. better. Yes. Thank you. Okay.
3: So, one, I first want them to take a silk scarf and first see if that's going to be uncomfortable to wear. Okay. Just the silk scarf. Was that uncomfortable for you? Just a regular silk scarf when your head was, was, when your head was sensitive?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
3: I didn't try okay. that. <laughs> All right. There's a reason why I'm saying this. Because if they're okay with the silk scarf, I want them to take one that they don't care about. And I want them to cut it into, I want them to cut a circle a big circle that they're going to put in the inside of the wig
4: before they wear it. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to
3: rest it on their crown. Okay? I have a a, a liner, a wig liner coming out called the Comfy Scalp Wig Liner, which was based on this, what I'm telling you right now. So you're going to, it's a different material than this, but for those at home, you can do it this way. Just take a piece of of cotton, a piece of silk, but you first have to see which material you're most sensitive to. Some people have a problem with the silk, some people do okay. Some people are better okay. with cotton. Others are, don't are, like it. And the other problem is that when you're going through treatment, you're pushed into early menopause. So you have these hot flashes.
4: Yes, and, we know
3: that. Right? <laughs> for sure. So you want to choose yes. material that if you're going to be perspiring, either have a few of the same shape with you to kind of change, right? Wipe your little head off. I'm really into scalp hygiene, so it's important that you have <laughs> either some witch hazel pads to clean your scalp because, as you know, chemo releases itself through perspiration and urine. Well, it's coming up through your perspiration. You want to make sure your head is clean. If your head is not clean, what happens? The chemo gets stuck in the hair follicles. Just because Mm. you've shaved your head or lost it doesn't mean you lose a follicle. It needs to be just clean. And some of that itchiness happens when the chemo gets stuck in the follicle. follicle. So keeping it nice and clean with pretzels.
1: Helps that's a such lot. good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've great. never heard that one. Before, I haven't so either. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll add that to our wow. repertoire of advice. <laughs> that's good. There's Thank you. There's another
3: liner that I, in my company, createdhair.com. Um, we actually will put them in for my cancer clients. So if they can't find what's comfortable for them, they can call me. They can send their wig in, and we charge a minimal fee, and I'll put the liner in for them. The other thing I want them to be careful about is the type of wig you get if you're going through treatment. This is a huge huge point to remember. You want something that if you hold it up, if you're looking at the inside of the wig, you're holding it up to the ceiling, to the light. If you can see through it, you can breathe through it. If you can't see through the wig, you should not be buying that wig. Okay.
1: okay. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. sense. okay. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. that makes but sense. You want the
3: inside, and I understand that especially when you go into treatment, and there's so few insurance companies that are paying for insurance right now, which we can touch on later, that um you, if, if your finances are stressed, then at least try to find something that has a monofilament top. M-O-N-O, monofilament top. That's a okay. top that's made a little bit differently where you can see the part. And if you can see the part in the way, it's made with a thinner top. Okay? Okay. And you want something that's not so scratchy. So if you can get a yeah. hand-tied piece. This is an open-wefted piece. Open-wefted is when you kind of put your fingers in the back of it. You can go right to your scalp and feel your scalp. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you can't, it's either hand-tied or closed-wefted. Those are some of the things, the hand-tied or closed-wefted are a little more comfortable. Monotop is definitely, definitely, definitely the way to go if you're going through treatment. The, okay. The okay. third thing is, again, most important. You can have the most comfortable with on the planet. And if you're not keeping your head clean, forget about it. not going to happen.
1: Okay. Yeah. Does let me ask you another question on the, out? let me ask you one quick question on the um, silk liner inside the wig. Does it, will it stay on your head? I mean, silk is kind of slippery, so if you have that on, how do you keep it on your head? Okay. I'm-
3: very good question. First of all, most times it will actually stay on as you perspire a little bit, mm-hmm. but you can get some double-stick wig tape.
1: Oh, Thank really? You.
3: I have huh. clients that use Scotch tape. I mean, I've had clients that are that are traveling and they've used double st- double stick Scotch tape, that I crack a effort. <laughs> but you know, you can get wig tape from us. You can find wig tape online, and you can just—it has to be double stick. You put a little piece under the material, and just bam, stick it right onto your head. Don't try to stick it oh. to the wig because okay. it probably won't stick to the inside of the base very easily, but it will stick to your scalp. And just kind okay. of put it on the inside of the, of the piece and just kind of pat it down on your scalp. And you don't need a lot. You just need one in the center just to keep okay. it on. You don't need to have a lot of tape on
1: Good question.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, because I sometimes and, they're and slippery on their knit own, knitwear. you know. <laughs>
3: so. There's yeah. also wig caps that are out, full wig caps. You can get them at John Renault, R-E-N-A-U online. Um, They have, like, a full wig cap that you can wear as well. But I don't like wearing two caps under. It's like wearing two wigs that way. That's why I, I came up with just the liner, but that will really help. That and keeping okay.
1: the stuff clean. Yeah, I found the caps just made it hotter. You know, I'd put it on my head, and i put the wig on over that, and it's like, ah, it's, it's too much. So I found okay. myself taking it okay. off, and then it would slip. So it was like there wasn't right. really a good solution. So it sounds like you've come well, up with depends. something. It
3: depends on the type of wig you too. That's, that's
1: yeah. another thing. Yeah. I got a bright red Peggy Sue wig. It was pretty cool. <laughs> So yeah, Decided not to even worry about And the blue like one too. And I have a blue that? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love so it.
2: I, I have I, I have the it. privilege of uh, fitting some women with prosthesis and uh, our wigs and things at Breast Friends many times. And you know, I try to to. It, it's so cute because you have those women who come in who who really want nobody to know that they're going through this. And so they, they don't, they want it as close to their natural hair as possible. And then you have those who are like, what the heck, let's go for it, you know, let's and I've, never been, a, I've <laughs> never been a redhead, let's do it, you know, and I, it's so fun. So I, I do have to admit, I, uh, I try to get them to go, maybe if they've never been a blonde or if they've never had, you know, the red tint or any of that. I try to get them to do a little something, something, because again, they, they may never do it again with your natural hair so why not do it with a
1: wig, right? That's exactly well, right. the other <laughs>
3: perspective. I want to remove the stigma that you have to be sick to wear a wig. Yeah. And 50% of women, over 82 million women in the U.S. are dealing with hair loss. So you have a lot of extensions and a lot of wigs. $347 million in wigs were sold last year. So mm. there's a lot going on between you know uh, Gwen Stefani and, and the Jessica Simpson of the world and the Kardashians making wigs hip. But now wigs are used as kind of an
1: accessory, like lipstick and heels. So it's okay right it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yep. I do wear my blue one when I'm singing. <laughs>
3: Just, <laughs> That's I alter
1: do. Ego, it's though, my alter ahead. ego. And that way, I figure if I'm really bad, no one will know it's me because, you know, they sure won't see me right. in real life that, right. that way. <laughs> well,
4: let's,
2: let's do a little shifting of our, our uh, conversation here because I know you've been very ad, uh, active advocating for women suffering from hair loss. So let's just talk a little bit about that. So you've been part of uh, talking to the legislature. Is that what I understand?
3: No, I want to make that clear. When I did work years ago, I was asked to represent a female woman with hair loss on a certain bill. They usually to give them four minutes to speak. There were seven senators, four of which were men. And I, I, I it was a bill that allowed stylists to get a kickback for the girls. But I decided oh. to take that moment <laughs> and kind of make my stance, because you' are only given one moment there, right? And so mm-hmm. I actually started off saying that sorry about they the garbage uh, truck here. I told you I was in an alleyway. Um, <laughs> I started off saying that I'm here not as a as a actress or as uh, a designer or a hair loss activist or anything like that. I'm here as a bald woman, and you need to understand a bald woman's journey in the United States and what she's going through. Including, and I decided to talk about insurance because I'm so pissed off about it all the time how they don't cover enough. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are two or three insurance companies that are so nameless right now that will not speak to me, but will speak to my husband. I'm always screaming at them, saying, "Listen, that damn client has had the policy for years. Pay the damn client!" So <laughs> I, I'm always screaming at them, and I'm always appealing. And if, you know, I always come up against that. So I don't. I, I mean, that was a few years. That was about five years ago that I did that. I have helped. A few times that, you know, I've spoken at Girls, Inc. My advocacy work is is on a different level because I take my Amy's Wig workshop, which is pro bono, and it's 10th anniversary that I've done for free, both at cancer centers and at my store as well, for 10 years. And that, to me, is helping women, and I've helped thousands of women. And then I'm doing Skype three times a week, three hours a day, helping women and children around the world going through this process. So when you say advocacy, that's my level. I would love to be more active, and I've always seen myself changing the insurance laws in Congress. They just Mm -hmm. haven't recognized me yet, so they need to be listening to this and know that I'm coming.
2: <laughs> well it's to be reckoned I, with. <laughs> hey Becky, don't you see one of these wig uh, workshops in Portland? I do. Uh, Amy, have totally you been Portland before?
1: <laughs> oh that's so funny. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we would we would love to talk to you more about that because I you know, be I amazing. think that there's yeah, it really would be. So um, um okay, we, so um, we're
3: the other thing I, the other place is on the Cape Foundation. Which I really have been active in as an honorary member, uh, board member because they go into classrooms with this doll where the hair comes off so they can actually teach children how not to skip out when they see their parents without yeah. eggs, without hair.
2: So that's well, an to your question, I'm sorry. I mean, as as an adult, it's one thing to deal with hair loss, whether you're going through cancer or not. But as a kid, oh my goodness! I mean, the last thing you want to do is stick out, right? Is is be different? And uh, oof, that that. I think that would be amazing work I, I do a lot of self-esteem classes and one of the things that I'm going to be doing um, is more of that type of work with with younger people and it's it's pretty amazing because we we really need to empower our young people to to be different and be okay with their differences and you know part of that is self-confidence and self-esteem so I, I, I praise you for your work in that in that regard too So, Amy,
1: one of the other programs that we have here, which is really pretty cool, and I think it really kind of goes along with what you're talking about, we have a program at Breast Friends called Bald is Beautiful and really what it is is when these women are going through chemo nobody feels beautiful when they when their hair falls out and it's not a choice you know they it's just gone and nobody feels beautiful at that point but our bald is beautiful program is pretty cool because we work with a professional makeup artist and a professional photographer and these women will come in when they're bald or maybe their hair is just starting to grow back and they, um, you know, they get their makeup done beautifully. If they don't have eyelashes, they'll put eyelashes on them and paint oh, eyebrows wow. on if necessary. And then yeah. they, they get a beautiful photograph and, you know, digital photos. And our office is actually lined with these photos of these beautiful women who, for the first time in their cancer journey, actually feel gorgeous. And they are these. I mean, wow, one lady came fun. in with a Hannah tattoo on her head and... You yeah. know, other ones come in and they've got their little animal or they're, you know, and they're just, they're so beautiful. And Sharon, tell them about what Jan said to you. And she, she gave us permission oh, to see these things. But You
2: know, we, we had one of our gals go through this program and I remember watching her go through this process and she got finished with the photos and when she walked toward me, she literally was glowing. From the inside out, she just was glowing. And I gave her the biggest hug and I said, Jan, you look so beautiful. And she said, Sharon, it's been a long time since I've felt beautiful. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I know, I know, know. every time I say that, you know, it gives me goosebumps, it's, but it was one of those things where it just was like this aha moment where it just, you know, we're doing the right things with those kinds of, um, you know, little gestures that can make a difference when somebody, I mean, Jan is just this lovely, lovely woman. We've known her a long time, and you know her arms are really big because she has lymphedema. Her chest Aww. has been, you know, she has has uh, radiation burns on her on her chest from the radiation, Aww. and no no breasts because of double mastectomy. And I mean, Aww. literally, you know, she Aww. she just and she wouldn't let go. I mean, we just hugged for the longest time, <laughs> and it was just the the most sweet, precious moment. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, Um, it's pretty special. Can have a wig.
2: Uh, You know, at that point, she did not go through the hair loss because, unfortunately, she's metastatic now, and that's what's so. ironic about our cancer uh, environment is here you, you can have stage one cancer and not technically dying from this disease and have hair loss and you look, you you look and you feel like you're dying, but a person who actually has advanced stage cancer um, may, their their chemo doesn't necessarily take away their hair (laughs) and so. But just just to clarify though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: just to clarify when she went through this, the, you know, the first time she did have she
2: did have she, I mean head,
1: she yes. was bald and but then she was she's she's going through some additional stuff now and so right now she's not bald because the chemo hasn't removed her hair right. this time True. around. So so I don't know well, I want, and I, I don't know you if it lady, ever will.
3: I want you I'm ladies sorry? to pick one person and I will donate 1 week to them. Oh, if oh bless your heart. Really really feel it's up against it. They really can't afford it. And oh let God. me create something or find something that, that
1: gets that's really close to what they looked like before, and let me do that for you. Oh, uh, I have a lot in mind. Absolutely. My arms are covered with goosebumps at the moment. Yeah,
2: yeah. I actually Amy, have, awesome. have somebody in mind because she was one of those ladies that was just, she's really young. She's like in her 20s, and just the thought of losing her hair, and she didn't want to tell anybody, and yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to offer that option to her, so absolutely. that would be amazing.
1: absolutely. Okay, them wow. great. Let Thank you so her. much.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting really close to a break here, but I just wanted to, if you had one more little tip, um, is there a way you can properly prepare for hair loss? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I don't think that's.
1: In 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> can always pick it up on the other side, too. <laughs> in 30 seconds or less, it's about acceptance and knowing, and
3: knowing that there's absolutely the possibility to look exactly like you and wear it comfortably. As long as you know that's available, and God knows I've done loads of these, then, then, then you don't trip out. It's yeah. the fact that yeah. when yeah. people think, oh, my God, everybody's going to know, I'm going to look wearing a
1: helmet, it's going to look fake, that they slip out. But if they know that they can look exactly like them, Okay.
3: Yeah, awesome. yeah, that's good.
1: Well, Thank you. we are going to go out on break. And good. so we do want to encourage if anybody would is listening to this live right now, you know, most of our listeners are downloads, but um, if anyone's listening live right now and you'd like to call in and just talk to Amy, you can tell she's an amazing woman and we'd love to have you on our show for a few minutes. So give us a call at 866-472-5792 and stay tuned. We'll be back
0: in a minute step into a healthier you voice america health and wellness Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today.
3: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. We've been talking to uh, about hair loss uh, with our TV celebrity, Amy Gibson. So Amy, we were talking about um, you know preparing for hair loss and I loved your answer. You know, part of it is acceptance and acceptance. Um, and being okay with what's going on. I, I try to tell my ladies when they're going through chemo, if they're losing their hair, just consider it the, the fact that that it's working. You know, because if you're losing your hair and that's the way it's designed to kill fast-growing cells, and your hair follicles are definitely in that category, that's why you're losing your hair. And so, it, again, it's trying to reframe it in just a little different way so people can accept that um, that situation.
1: Yeah, good point, Love Sharon. That. Yeah, very good so, point.
2: So we want to make sure we're going to talk about um, the emotional pitfalls and, you know, some of those things, but, but is there... Um, best-kept secret that we should know? <laughs> well, first of all, when you say a best-kept
3: secret, um, it depends on where the person's at. So mm-hmm. if you're dating, if you're dating and you're going through treatment you're going, you know, I'm going to still live my life, which I hope is the case that somebody can still get through the first part of the cancer treatment to where their body's getting used to it and they can start being active. And, and if they actually have a mate in their life, there's no reason for their life to stop. This is just a process you're going Correct. to be going through. Mm-hmm. So... If you haven't told somebody, then in my book, it certainly gives you eight different ways to get around telling the truth. And, I mean, some of the simple ways about the hair loss thing or the wig thing is, oh, God, you know, my hair, I, I have these extensions, but my, you my, yeah, my scalp is so, so sensitive. If you don't mind, just talk to, kind of don't touch my hair. Okay? And you know what? They will not touch your hair. You know, in the, in the African-American world, the brothers know never to touch a sister's hair. Ever, ever, ever. It's like that is the culture you never, ever do. And for some really? people, Caucasian women, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's from the get-go. I mean, it's just a rule, period.
1: Interesting. Okay.
3: But in the white world, right, in the Caucasian world, we don't really know how to handle that. We truthfully, if you are just real clear to convince yourself that what if you really did have a perm and it really did burn your scalp and it really was sensitive and you really didn't yeah. have anybody to touch it? You'd be absolutely okay by saying that. But it's only because mm-hmm. you think you're covering up that it's not okay, which was, goes back to my beginning thing that I told you before. It's the way you present something is the way someone accepts it. That's so true. in sex, wigs, and whispers, I give them lots of different ways to present this information. You're coming off great, but it is important you have your elevator speech handled.
1: That's a really good idea because, you know, sometimes, I mean, that's the last thing you want to have somebody do is come and pet your head because they're trying to be romantic or whatever, and then your hair falls off. That would be awkward. So telling them that your head is <laughs> awkward. A little, <laughs> little bit, yeah. Well, kind of like the guy also, with the toupee on his head. You know? <laughs> but you also have
3: to understand that in the book it gives you the tools. There's things like wig tape and clips, and there's things like the wig grip there's a band that will keep the hair on. There are all kinds of ways for you not to worry that it. it's going to either be pulled off or blown off, okay? Yeah. True. I mean, with the wig True. tape for the Today Show, um, I actually jumped out of a plane 13,500 feet without a helmet going 125 miles an hour with a trainer with me, and just to prove, and, and for the first minute free-falling at 125 miles an hour that that wig would stay on with that wig tape. So wig tape <laughs> is be very wow, woman.
2: That's right. You
3: know, I, I have to I tell mean, you something funny about. I want to talk about can, eyebrows. If we can, okay, That's yeah, really do important. that.
2: Absolutely, we'd
0: love to Okay,
3: that. so when I lost my brows last year and my eyelashes after having alopecia totalis, which is when you only lose the scalp hair, I went into a tremendous amount of anxiety. I was in the, the end of printing the book. I was just about to go to print. I'd had a huge argument with a family member that I was so incredibly angry to the core of my being for three days. And the fourth day, my husband turned to me and goes, where are your eyebrows? Where are your lashes? You're, like, lost. I went, oh, my God. I'd like, I was so stressed. We went into the next stage called Universalis, alopecia Universalis. I lost all my body here. Now, I've always been able to draw on brows and put on lashes for my clients. But doing it on your own face was very challenging. So I decided to go to Nordstroms, And those girls were really good with brows. And I, of course, I only had two hours between clients. I was flipping out. And I pull over and I said, okay. I know you're looking down at me. You've got to get me to the right person. I'm flipping out. You've got to get me to the right person. When I walk in, there, when I walk in, and of course it's Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm thinking, what am I, idiot? The place is packed. I'm not going to find a makeup artist. But then I got a tap on the shoulder from this girl, Kristen, who said, Hi, can I help you? I said, actually, I'm really sorry. I, I'm, I'm looking for a makeup artist that actually does brows because she was normally dressed. She wasn't dressed like a makeup artist. She hands me her card and she says, Hi, I'm a makeup artist for Nordstrom's. Can I help you? Oh, my God. Mom, thank you, Molly. So she told (laughs) me, okay, so if you can't put them on, go to the stores. These girls are trained well with eyebrows. There's something called Define a Brow by Maybelline. I love this brow pencil because it has a flat edge, not a pointy one. So it looks kind of smudgy, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. literally, there's lots of tutorials online that will walk you through how to just do your brows. You just want to follow the bone. Really. it's very simple. If you just feel where your bone is on your brow and you just kind of color over it, there are stencils where you can just put a stencil on and fill it in with either just on your brow or some powder. There's so many ways to get around the brow. For lashes, I love elegantlashes.com. They're at 347 small and extra small, or comfortable. They don't hurt you. And there's a great glue called uh, Strip Lash Glue with Aloe. And it's made by Kiss or just strip glass adhesive adhesive with alloy. And you can get it. In, you can get it in Walgreens, Rite Aid. These are things you can that are they're readily available. And uh, there's other glues that are there. that are really good too. That are that are duo glues. It's called duo glue. And you can put those on. Um, there's also tutorials online, or you can call me and I'll actually Skype with you and I'll I'll show you how to put those on. So women don't have to worry that they're frame. Which is their eyebrows and their eyelashes are suddenly going to gone and they're going to be like this whitewashed person walking around. There are yeah. ways, again, it's about finding the tool. Okay?
1: Yeah. Well, those That's are wonderful so tips. Thank you yep. so
2: much. Yeah. Because, again, I think um, when, if we don't think about this ahead of time, you're right, you're kind of caught short, and, uh, and that can be very depressing. Uh, for for our ladies who are going through a, a cancer diagnosis anyway, and then losing their hair, and and honestly, I think they expect the hair on their head to go in many cases, but they don't expect the eyelashes and eyebrows. And sometimes I've had to break that to them, and they're like, "Ooh!" I said, "The yeah, good news is yeah. <laughs> that was
1: shocking. Yeah, shocking."
2: The the yeah. good news is usually they're the last to go and they're the first to come back. Yeah. But still,
3: <laughs> it's still very and upsetting. And they don't always go all the way. Exactly. That's
1: true. Sometimes they just get really thin and, you know, then you just really? have to wait for them to fill I back in. Fill so in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. the good news about the hair loss is I, I lost my my facial hair in other places too where I really didn't want it, <laughs> you know. Oh, I, I'm, God, I'm Greek and Italian, so, you know, every morning I spend about, you know, five minutes in front of the mirror, the magnifying mirror, plucking out <laughs> stuff that doesn't belong there, oh, but I didn't have to do that for quite a while. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
2: Hey, there are blessings out <laughs> there of you blessings know, uh, everything. There are blessings in everything. If you look hard enough. Yep, yep. So, oh, how funny.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Well, be, before we run out of time, we, we we definitely want to talk just a little bit more about your book. I uh, love the title Sex, Wigs, and Whispers uh, Love and Life with Hair Loss. So that's, that's amazing. So tell us a little bit more about that and how we might be able to find that. And. Okay.
3: Yeah. It's on Amazon.com. Just go to Sex, Wigs, and Whispers. Um, The the book is a way for you to live your life, whether you're intimate or not, how to tell your employer, how to work out, how do you walk against the wind, how do you take a jacuzzi with a maid or without if you don't want somebody to know you're wearing a wig, and what to do if you don't want to wear a wig and you want to wear a scarf and these secrets to, again, keeping it on your head, right? Uh, the yeah. other thing is that um, they can also go to resqbag.com, which is a new wig bag that I came out with that they can actually put their wig in a bag, which then fits into another bag and zips it, and it up, and it carries 12 of the accessories that you need on hand, including shampoo, conditioner, brush, all the things you need, more tape if it's clips, if it's a headband, in a wig emergency or just if you're traveling and you don't want to look like in a plastic bag or a big obvious wig box. Sex Wigs and Whispers was made, it took me eight years to write, and it's partly autobiographical with the stuff that happened to me behind the scenes and in my own family situations and with hair loss. And most of it, there's 20 samples of incredible styling and um, instruction. So you really know how to deal with your wig and the bad and the good and what you should be paying and what you should be aware of and how do you really shop for one and how do I find something that looks like me and the... Some of the stuff that we discussed today are in there, and it's very important because it really takes a woman out of being fear and into like, "Whoa, this is a whole new world! Let's
2: rock it!" Right, right, right. Yeah. That's great. Well, and you know, when you're wearing a wig, um, I remember going wig shopping when I knew I was going to lose my hair, or at least it was going to thin. Mine didn't. I didn't lose all of my hair when I went through chemo, and I remember. I've always had pretty thin, uh, thin hair anyway, and I remember going into this wig shop, and I have a little head in comparison to most as well, and so I walked in, and I felt like a clown. It was the worst experience ever, and so, you know, that's the last thing I want somebody to have to go through, is that kind of a a really uncomfortable position. Needless to say, I walked out of that place uh, without a wig, and just kind of... Rocked what I had, you know. It was just a really bummer kind That's of situation. Issue. Well, for, and, for those women that don't want to do that though,
3: they can call me at one eight seven seven F O R Wigs. That's three six seven nine four four seven. They can set up a time to Skype with me for fifteen minutes. They, I forty five percent of the business that I do with createdhair.com uh, of the women I don't meet. I literally will look at pictures and send them caps and colors, and I literally will match their look exactly in both human hair or high-grade synthetics that are very likely they can work out in. Sometime they'll get a human hair and a synthetic to match so they can interchange and they can save their human hair. So we can certainly wow. make that happen.
1: What right. an amazing service. Amy, What's that? give us that number again, please.
3: Sure, one eight seven sor wigs Okay, so
1: 367 Okay. Awesome. Well, that sounds like an amazing... So then if they call that number, you will set up a time to Skype with them so you can kind of... Right. They can
3: also also write me directly at amy at createdhair.com. C-R-E-H-T-E-D hair.com.
1: Okay. And then do you sell wigs? And you may have said this earlier and I may have missed it, but do you sell just already made wigs that people can just go online and look at them and order it that way?
3: Yes. Great. They okay. And is that online? They have to call me and pick okay. out which ones they want, and I decide because then I really know if something needs to be smaller or larger. I sent them a fitting sheet. They give me their circumference, oh, okay. So I decide to tell them what's going to fit them best.
1: What an amazing um, thing that you're doing. That that's incredible. You know, we are really down to the last minute of our show, and. We are so thankful that you joined us today, and I, I don't know if you have to get back into your conference that you so graciously took an hour out of to <laughs> join us on our call, but this we're going to let you it. go and here I'm in a minute. <laughs> in good, good. Well, they Amy, really thank you so it. much for, for all your great advice, and um, You're just a beautiful lady. Uh, we do have a photo of you on our host page. So for anybody who, in fact, when they go to listen to this live, they'll be able to see the photo, and we'll send you the link so you can uh, put it on your social media as well. So we are actually out of time. And, again, thank you for joining us. So thank I want to let you Bless you, your work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank and, you. and we again, thank you it. for that wonderful offer for our patient. So we'll, we'll, Sharon and I can talk through this, and we'll have that person then call you on this number and let let you know that she's the one. Is that, is that, yeah, does that work I for you?
3: Think the one. You have my emails, not I'll send it to you when I'm done. And, okay. Um, okay. And then we can discuss and, and I need a picture of her and I'll get her on
1: the phone and okay. we're going to make it perfect. Beautiful. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you, Amy. Uh, we do have to end and we will be back next week until then, until we're back next week. Remember there's always hope. And we're here to help you find it.